Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Share your story and call it toll-free 1-877-260-3428 and visit us at the Haunted Estate. Hello, my little spooks, and welcome back to the next episode of The Haunted Estate. It is a very dark and dreary day here in Woodstock, Ontario, and that is definitely my favorite kind of weather. There is a few topics that I would like to touch base on today. Definitely want to talk about the Highway of Tears. Not exactly paranormal, but there are a lot of missing people who haven't been found, so there's a lot of questions there. Next, there was a death in the paranormal community, a well-known investigator, and there are claims that it was a very suspicious death and his father thinks it was caused by something very dark. So that and so much more on tonight's episode of The Haunted Estate. Yes, so I definitely need to apologize in advance as this name uh, is definitely not an American name. I'm probably going to butcher it. I'm going to try and say it. I'll spell it for you guys. But his name is Guarv Tiwari. Goodness, I hope I did that right. Four days after 32-year-old paranormal investigator Gaurav Tiwari was found dead in the bathroom of his Dwarka house, police are yet to establish the sequence of events that led to his death. Sources and investigators found a stole in the bathroom and suspect that he hanged himself with it. However, sources said police believe this is unlikely. Police said they have not ruled out the possibility of some sort of experimentation causing his death. A source said, family members told us that the body was laying on the floor. We also found a stole lying unfolded at the spot, but they have not yet told us if it was unfolded when they found the body. While the post-mortem report will ascertain the exact cause of death, a source said that Tawari's trachea was not ruptured. There were welt marks on his neck, both on the inner and upper sides. The trachea was not ruptured, which normally happens when a person hangs himself. Source also said that they will once again reconstruct the sequence of events after talking to Tawari's wife, father, and mother, who were reportedly present at the home at the time of the incident. A source said police had found a broken mobile phone at his house, 
and suspected some confrontation between Tuari and his wife. According to police sources, on the night of July 6th, Tuari had gotten to Jankarupi to conduct a paranormal investigation and had returned home at 1 a.m. The same day, he allegedly had an argument with his mother, who did not approve of him going out so late at night. Tuari had later called his father and said he is no longer a child. So that's what they have so far surrounding his death. I find it very interesting that it looked as if he was hung, um, but the rope was on the floor and he was on the floor. Uh, I kind of find it, it sounds impossible for someone to hang themselves and the rope get untied. You know, if the neck was like that, possibly he got strangled. You have to understand they're calling him another version of Ed and Lorraine Warren. And when you're that kind of person, you're going to be working with incredibly incredibly dark entities, things that uh, a lot of people have never even heard of. Those people tend to keep those kind of stories to themselves. Um, I definitely know that if you are dealing with anger and upset, you definitely attract those energies. And if you're so close to working with those, especially if that night before he was out at an investigation, we don't know what he was doing that investigation. Maybe it was something very dark. Maybe it was something very demonic. Um, Possibly he brought it home with him. He got really angry uh, with his family, and it, it found an opening into him. I definitely can say that things tend not to work that quickly. I know that there's lots of different stages of possession that you have to go through to get to a point where it could take over you so fully. But if he's been working in the industry for that long, I'm sure that things have attach themselves to him. Along with that, it could have nothing to do with that. Maybe he did find some way to kill himself. I know that's very dark to say. Um, not any claims, but I know that some people do like erotic asphyxiation and stuff like that. So maybe if he wasn't hanging, that could have a bit of an explanation. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see what does come out about his death. I feel like there's been a lot of crazy loss um, in the paranormal industry within the last year. There was the couple that died. Uh, it was either early this year or late last year. Um, very popular investigators. I don't know why I can't pull their names right now, but he had, it was a murder-suicide. And that's the other thing. When you when you work in this industry, not only are you seeing some of the darkest, scariest things that you're going to see, but you're going to be around those kind of energies. And I, I don't believe that you can be around those energies no matter how protected you are and and walk away from it the same person that you were when you walked to it. Um, I know when the investigations that I've been on and things that I've seen that, that they definitely leave something on me, even things that I see in my own house or things that I see on the street or it, it's something that you're always going to remember. And even if the energy doesn't stick to you, the energy of that memory is always going to be in your head. Um, you know, things fade with time, but we can all recall our first, you know, birthday parties and stuff like that. So no matter how you try to compress those, in a way, I think maybe compressing those isn't even the best way. I kind of experience them and think about them because we all know when people go through some kinds of traumatic events, they just push it away till they forget about it. And it finds its way, manifesting its way back into your life another way, you know, with a depression or anxiety or, you know, lashing out or PTSD and um, I know in moments of really bad PTSD, people do, you know, commit suicide or do very strange things. And I really urge you if, you, if you are going through something like that, paranormal or not, to reach out to your local um, mental health unit, 
I, I know that every country, every city does have them. A, a lot of people, a lot of places do have free services. I know that in America, healthcare is not covered. Here in Canada, luckily it is. We still have people we have to pay for um, when it comes to mental health, but we definitely have some outreach programs that are for people um, that do not have those kind of benefits. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Recently in the town that I live in, um, which is Woodstock, Ontario, Canada, we have had a very, a very strange series of events. We have had um, five teenagers like successfully take their life since January. And that's another very strange coincidence um, for five kids. And that's why I kind of looked at it this weird way. Woodstock has definitely not had the energy that, that it did. I'm not saying that these kids were haunted or possessed or anything like that. But I feel like there's a negative energy that does consume some certain types of people. It's just been really sad to see in our town. And just the... I don't know. I know that every place gets worse and gets better it has its it, it's times of crime and it's time of, of good energy all towns because towns are made up of a lot of different kinds of people but with that being said it's the people around that really do create that energy so if you see dark things happening in your town it's good to report it it's also good to just be a good person in your town do some volunteer work because people seeing other people do things that help inspires them to do things too anyways enough with my rambling let's move on to another topic so this is interesting not last night, uh, actually not the night before, but the night before that. I was laying in bed, it was about 1.30 in the morning, and I just felt, I don't know, we've all had that complete feeling of terror that you get every once in a while, just where it's in the pit of your stomach and it kind of hollows out, and there was a street cleaner outside my house, down the street, and as I get as it kept getting closer, I kept feeling more and more and more panicked and I didn't know what it was. And I got really uncomfortable and I just felt just terror. Like, like the feeling you get when you get the worst news in the world. So once that street cleaner got like to the house, I couldn't handle it anymore. I know that I had nothing to do with it. I think it was just helping that feeling build. So I woke my husband up and I'm like, I'm, I'm freaking out. Like I'm really freaking out. So I woke up and um, I felt the need to call my brother who lives at home with my parents to check on them. So my parents were, they were fine. Um, so was my brother. And then the next thing I do, I'm like, I keep hearing one of the dogs moving around. Like we need to make sure that the dogs are okay because this feeling wasn't dissipating. So I get up to go into the living room, but all the dogs are in the bedroom. So whatever noise that I was, that I was hearing was not there. Um, 
so I go out, we go out in the hallway. I'm like, I have to check the house. Like I need to make sure the door's locked. Like I just, I need to cover all my bases. So we come out and when you come out of my bedroom to the left is a bathroom door, then you turn and then to your left is two bedroom doors and you're in a hallway and about five feet down, uh, you can turn, you can either keep going straight or you can turn into the foyer. So I was turning into the foyer and it was almost as if this silver raindrop that was about, do the big crazy bones. <laughs> this is the only way I can really explain this. Like the bombers. Oh God. All right, that's not going to work. Uh, about the size of a tangerine. It was almost like the silver drop, like a tangerine dropped. I felt the need to step back from it like it was water. So in that moment, I was like, oh my God, like the ceiling's leaking for some reason. Uh, but nothing was there. So we went through the living room and everything was fine. Nothing was there. Um, it was strange. And then I kept walking through that little area that's the, the T, kind of like the L area, the top of the T for the foyer in the hallway. And it kept seeming like these little smaller this time but these little silver drops were falling and I'm like I don't get this like I'm just gonna go to bed so after that I got into bed and um nothing was there so the next day I was kind of cleaning around and I lifted up an ottoman and there was this uh toy thing off my uh my bedside table and it had made its way directly under the middle of our ottoman and we had just we've been doing renovations like I said and we had just put that ottoman down the day before and there was really no way for that to get there so that didn't really make sense, but now, since those events, we've had two really crazy events in Woodstock. There was a suspicious death down on one street, um, and then in the same day, which was yesterday, uh, there was an uh, attempted uh, murder and kidnapping up in Windsor, and the girl escaped in Ingersoll, and the guy was caught in Woodstock. And you need to understand, Woodstock is like 38,000 people. It's a very strange like town businesses that aren't chains really don't survive here we're kind of like a latchkey community everyone works in different places like we don't even have a youth center like it's it's a really strange town so for these kind of events to happen it's just it's not normal for Woodstock the next topic that I really do want to talk about is the Highway of Tears I decided to watch a documentary last night called the Highway of Tears um it was focused on all the missing women along that highway, which is located in Canada. Very interesting, really sad. Between 1980 and 2012, there was over 1,068 women who are either missing or found murdered. Um, a lot of these women were just hitchhiking along there. Um, some people were just driving. Some people kind of off of there, off the highway. But think of that number, 1,068 people. 1,068 people. So if you were to do the math, that's 32 years. So take 1,068 people, divide it by 32. That is 33, almost 34 people a year go missing. That's more than two a month. And the, it really focused on how much the police don't care much as much about the Aboriginal cases as they do the white girls. And that was a lot of the white, white girls, oh my God, Caucasian people going missing really sparked a lot of anger and also, also sparked some, some help to find some of the Aboriginal women. But it just, this blew my mind. And for, for someone to go missing, that many people to go missing in such a short amount of time, and for no one to see anything, for no one to have any idea at all, you have to think 
you know, can this all be by one person? They, they say it's copycats. It's just taking advantage of the situation. But for me, so many of the wi- those women are just missing. And I know I'm going to sound crazy, but I know there's a lot of theories out there about, you know, UFOs or black holes or anything like that. In, in a way, that can be better to think about because it can be kind of maybe comforting to people. But I definitely want to look up some ghost stories about that highway and share them with you guys because that's always an interesting topic. I know that last year I got out to go to the bank and uh, by our museum square, the, the trees, there's a lot of trees there, red dresses were hanging. It was very haunting. It was very beautiful. And that was to bring notice to the women that were missing and murdered. It's weird to think that this happens in Canada. And if that is... They've caught a couple people. There was one man who had a pig farm, and he had killed upmost 49 women and buried them all over the farm and fed them to his pigs and, and stuff like that, and that was really shocking. Um, there were a couple just other random people, but for this amount of women, this needs to be... For me, for me, what I think is that, you know, there's the Ku Klux Klan. They really hate black people and stuff like that, which is terrible. I'm thinking that there are, you know, a group of white men or, or white women, or not to be sexist, that really don't like Aboriginal women. But the other thing is, is a lot of these women didn't look Aboriginal. Um, you know, you've, you know, we're all going to end up being caramel one day, so um, it, it would be hard to pinpoint that kind of person. And the reason why a lot of these murders happen is because where a lot of these women live, it's up to a 92% unemployment rate. So they don't have cars to get places, and hitchhiking is how they get places. Um, I just feel like if I was driving along that road, I'd pick up a person. I'd be like, I'm picking you up because I don't want you to die. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. So when I googled Paranormal Highway of Tears, the very first article to come up was called Could Bigfoot Be the Killer Kidnapper on the Highway of Tears in British Columbia? I find this pretty funny. Um, I don't really know if I am a believer of Bigfoot, but I know that being who I am in an industry, industry, in, oh God, I'm just going to skip that word. Anyways, working in this field, you definitely do see the weirdest things and it's hard to say you don't believe in something when you can believe in something as weird as, you know, demons and stuff. So here is what they had to say. On February 5th, 2002, a local man from Vancouver named Robert Picton was arrested and charged as the prime suspect of 27 murders, which includes some of the murders of this mystery. While in jail, Picton admitted that he had killed over 49 women. It is interesting that even after his capture, the murders and missing reports continued and still remained unsolved. Many hoped that whoever or whatever was doing this is captured and stopped. I also found an interesting article written in summer of 2000, about Sam Squanches. I'm calling them Sam Squanches, not Sasquatches, because Trailer Park Boys, okay? In British Columbia by Dr. John Bindernagel, which talked about a few of the reports of over 200 possible sightings of Bigfoot. So it's not surprising that many would try to make a connection to Bigfoot and this mystery with so many reports of Bigfoot sightings since the 1970s. These were in the vicinity of Highway 16 and other highways in British Columbia. The Canadian Royal Mounted Police finds Bigfoot as their answers to unsolved cases of these victims is ridiculous. Here is a link to Dr. Bigernackle's article from 2000. One thing is for sure, with so many unanswered questions, 
Some people are starting to believe that something else is responsible for many of the missing women and murdered girls. Unfortunately, due to the ongoing investigations, the details and events of the missing and the causes of deaths have not been made public. The Canadian police still believe it is the work of one or more serial killers. That link, along with anything else that we do use on the Haunted Estate podcast, can be found at www.thehauntedestate.com. And you click on that downward tab, you will find blog episode links. There will be the title of the podcast, and there will be all the media that I did use. I also want to mention that our podcast gets out there because of you guys. If you share us, if you like us, the best way to help us get out there is to rate the podcast on iTunes. That will move us up in the rankings and make my world a much better place. There is also a donate button on thehauntedestate.com. Eventually, my goal is to get more viewers, offer a program where it's going to be 3 or $4 a month. You get an extra episode every single week. Same way Tony and Jenny do it, just because I do pay for this podcast out of my husband's pocket. So <laughs> if you want to donate, you can find that on the front page of thehauntedestate.com. And please do not forget that we need your content. I want you to send me articles. I want you to tag me in stuff on Facebook. If you want to contact me directly, my email is selena at thehauntedestate.com. You can also find me by looking at the top right corner of thehauntedestate.com. There's an envelope. It will email directly to me. I respond to those super quickly. Um, Another way is to call us and tell us your ghost story, and I have a toll-free number for you to do that. You don't have to talk to me. You simply record your story. My phone number there is 1-877-260-3428. This next article may not be exactly paranormal, as it just kind of has the dark feeling that does go along with the Haunted Estate podcast, and I thought instead of ending the podcast early, I would read it to you guys. A Chilling Journey Along Canada's Highway 16. This article is by Dan Levin and can be found under blogs and episode links on thehauntedestate.com. Times Insider delivers behind-the-scenes insights into how news, features, and opinion together at the New York Times. In this piece, Dan Levin, a Times reporter, describes a recent road trip along the Highway of Tears. The skies over northern British Columbia were gray and ominous, as I began my two-day trip to report the scores of indigenous women who have gone missing or been murdered along a desolate stretch of highway. The atmosphere seemed fitting for a story that felt ripped from a gritty murder mystery novel, except this was true. It was a crime and was full of real grief. I have witnessed tough scenes before in my career, a few years ago, for example, I watched a young Burmese jade miner inject heroin into his arm, the fix he needed before he could tell me about his addiction. But writing articles about serial killers and interviewing relatives of women who suffered violent deaths leaves a darker, more chilling mark on the psyche. Despite the emotional armor you develop as a reporter, in March, I traveled to northern Canada to write about the Highway of Tears. The name locals have given a 450-mile stretch of Highway 16 that has been stalked by tragedy. I knew it would be intense, but the experience became more personal than I expected. 
Along with Ruth Fremson, a Times photographer, I was joined on the journey by Brenda Wilson, whose sister, Ramona, was one of the victims, and who now works as a community activist. One Saturday night in June 1994, Ramona left her home in the town of Smithers to attend a dance several miles away in a community farther up on Highway 16. She was last seen walking towards Main Street. Her remains were found in April 1995, buried in a shallow grave. No one knows who killed Ramona. Well, that's not entirely true. The killer knows, and maybe others too. A few months after she went missing, an anonymous caller called Ramona's mother on her home phone to say that the 16-year-old girl's body was by the Smithers Airport. The police dismissed the call as a prank, the mother Matilda told me. Over 20 years later, her family is still reeling from the anguish and anger that is fermented over their lost loved one. I could hear it in Brenda's voice. As she rode in a rented jeep past the thick forest, which may hide other bodies, Matilda was visibly, was visibly shaken as she recounted the desperate days, weeks, and months after her daughter's disappearance. But there was also fear. Despite the breathtaking vistas of snow-caped mountains and tranquil lakes, people who live in the region, especially the indigenous residents, are often wary and suspicious of outsiders. An emotion I felt as scanning past cars and trucks carrying heavy mining equipment. There was this question, too. Can vast open spaces be haunted? Because as much as this is an account of crime, it was also a ghost story. Murder, at least in this part of the world, is an equal opportunist. White women, and both white and indigenous men for that matter, have also gone missing or turned up dead in the remote, wild expanses of northern British Columbia. Just about everywhere we went along the highway, full-color missing posters were affixed to posts glued to the side of buildings, each with smiling portraits of Mad Madison Scott, a strawberry blonde woman of 20 who vanished from her campsite along the highway in 2011 and has never been found. Her face adorns a weather-worn flyer stapled to the front door of a highway trading post in the village of Burns Lake. Beside it, another flyer warned hitchhikers, don't end up another face in the newspaper because there are serial killers on this road. As a reporter, I hope that my articles will have a positive impact on the wider world. But the highway of tears thrums with the sense of powerlessness. So many women and girls just gone, plucked out of existence, their lives reduced to family photos and names on cold cases, stained with sorrow. Canada can sometimes feel like a more enlightened, polite version of the United States. Traveling to some of this country's indigenous communities swiftly disabused me of that motion. As we were driving along Highway 16 through Vanderhoof, a mill town where Madison Scott grew up, we came upon a hitchhiker named Mark William. He was standing beside an abandoned gas station. Thumb out in the familiar, desperate pose of someone with places to be, but nowhere to be. 
Mr. William, an unemployed 52-year-old, gladly accepted a ride. And as he settled into the back seat, the acrid stench of alcohol filled the car. He had been drinking with a relative in town and had to get home to the Sazooks First Nation Reserve, nine miles away. The drive took about 30 minutes, past vast fields, thick woods, and another poster seeking tips on Madison Scott. Walking, it would have taken three hours. Through British Columbia is a lucrative source of lumber, gold, and diamonds. Few of the profits have trickled down to the, original res- the aboriginal residents. The Sazooks Reserve, like many origi- uh, aboriginal settlements off Highway 16, was a dispiriting portrait of official neglect. As we drove through it, Mr. William pointed out numerous empty buildings and homes made uninhabitable by black toxic mold. Dogs scampered along dirt roads, past dilapidated houses, and junked cars rusting on the wild, unkempt lawns. Many residents are unemployed. The only form of public transportation is a shuttle bus that had shut down before the snows had even melted until next winter. We dropped Mr. William off at his house, a ramshackle gray structure adorned with satellite dishes and a pile of firewood. The plywood front steps sagged with rot. As we drove away, back to the highway, to continue our journey, the car fell silent. I looked out the window at the wilderness, suddenly eerie, sinister even, and worried that Mr. Williams' next ride, well, could be his last. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming to hear the podcast. Um, I really hope you enjoyed that story. It was very haunting, beautifully written. That article can be found on thehauntedestate.com. I want to say thank you so much for coming coming back. I know I had my week off, but luckily, during that week off, I got more views than um, expected. But still, if you love the podcast so it can keep going, please head over and rate us on iTunes. You have no idea how much it means to me. Um, I'll, I'll shout you out you know, personally, I will say thank you to you on the air. It would mean the world. I really hope that you guys have a very spooky day, and I will see you the day after tomorrow. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.